Welcome to the field where the Bucks play at the Raymond James Downing. Hey guys, what is going on? I'm your host, Tyler or Ty. I'm here with my co-host Luke. Hey guys. And we're gonna be talking about all sorts of Buccaneers news and other news around the NFL. And you're probably listening to this on SoundCloud, but we will be trying to get it on iTunes and Podcast Attic in the future, stuff like that. So if you don't like SoundCloud, don't worry. We'll be on some new platforms soon. But we're going to get into our first segment. Let's not waste too much time, and it is... Alrighty, the first segment is going to be the question of the week, and it was sent in by the user, the hood, the bad, the ugly. And his question for us was, who is more of a liability, Aguayo or Donovan Smith? Now, if you would have asked me about four weeks ago who's the bigger liability, I would have said Aguayo, but he's really been pretty good the past few weeks. He's been he's had a few perfect days. He had a perfect day this week, and in a week where the whole league was missing kicks, Aguayo was like that one shining star, and. He was the most accurate kicker in NCAA history. There's a reason we traded up for the guy, and there's a reason I think he can still succeed. On the other hand, I feel like Donovan Smith, he should have just been a stopgap kind of guy. Should have just had him in there for a year and moved on to another tackle in the draft. Didn't do that, so now we have him for another year, and he's proving why we shouldn't have kept him. Yeah, and you know, I got to agree with you on this one. I'm going with Donovan Smith as the bigger liability over Aguayo. And Aguayo's really uh, pulled it together these last couple weeks, going perfect this week. And I think hitting the game winner uh, in a primetime game at Carolina, I think that really helped out his confidence. And Aguayo is obviously a great kicker. He wouldn't be a great kicker if he did uh, that good in college. He's just getting to his head. The big stage of the NFL is just it's messing with the psyche somehow. But hopefully he can get even more on track than he already seems to be going. And yeah, Donovan Smith, with all the injuries at line, having to have him be out there as a starter, that it's a it's a big liability, especially for Jameis Winston and the way he's playing this year, having to be a mobile quarterback and run around a lot. I think Donovan Smith is definitely the bigger liability here. Yeah, I feel like that's a huge reason why we're even seeing these scrambling plays from Jameis is that he's not getting the blocks he needs. And I think that's another reason why the running game hasn't been exactly what Dirk probably wanted it to be this year. And that really sucks. But I think with Doug back getting healthier every week, it's going to get better. And with Doug getting healthier, it's going to take a big load off Jameis. And this team is going to get better as we go on. Yeah, the injuries have really brought this team down. And if you just look at the running back core, it is a great running back core when they're all healthy. We've just been running on our second and third stringers, and Jaquiz stepping up, playing great when he was in. So when we have Jaquiz and Doug Martin both healthy and back, that's going to be really good. Yeah, I think that's the dream. I don't know how likely that is to happen considering the luck with injuries this year. But we can always look forward to having a backfield with Charles Sims, Jaquiz Rogers, and Doug Martin. That's the dream. That's the American dream. But uh, I think we've talked a little too much about this, but we're going to move on to the Reddit topics. I know this was one of the biggest things about this. It's why it's the R Reddit podcast, or the R Buccaneers podcast. 
and it's because of this reddit involvement because of these posts that we're going to be talking about so when we started recording this there was actually some like breaking news so this is some live stuff jude ajay barima was suspended four games for peds yeah that's pretty i mean i i guess not surprising because we don't know about what's going on but i mean there's there's another cornerback gone and ajay barima he's not a bad player he's not a bad number two guy out there he can he can make the plays but yeah that's going to be pretty disappointing that we're going to lose him for the next four games yeah, and it's obviously not as big a blow as last year losing Quan, considering he kind of was the glue for that defense towards the end. And I don't think it will affect the team that much. I think this also opens up an opportunity for a guy we drafted late, Ryan Smith, who's really just been a special teams guy so far. So maybe we'll see him get some extra reps. Uh, next, we have this post. Uh, I'll link all these things that we talk about in the description. This was one of the most highly upvoted things. It's kind of like a, something you find on our jokes, but very uh, relevant right now. So the post reads, can we please stop suggesting that all Seahawks fans are 12? I've been hearing the same joke for 13 years. Some of them have to be 13 or 15 by now. And uh, this is very true because we all know that when the Seahawks kind of got that revamp, cool new jerseys, Russell Wilson in town, beast mode, Marshawn Lynch. The young kids loved it. And <laughs> the joke is that all Seahawks fans are 12. And this guy's implying that they had to have grown up by now, which I'm not sure. Maybe that's have. what the 12th man thing is. Maybe it's not 12th man. That just means all their fans are 12 years old. That's, a, that's an interesting theory you have there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm buying it. <laughs> I'm buying it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other big story, and this is something I was really happy to see, and it's something that I think a lot of like casual NFL fans don't know about, and that is really the leader Jameis is. Now you see his speeches every once in a while on NFL.com, but uh, this really was nice to see. Uh, him writing a letter to his teammates before the Chiefs game, uh, saying how grateful he is that they're his teammates and how he looks to move forward with the team. Cecil Shorts was actually the one that broke this news, and it, it, it was really nice to see. Yeah, you don't see that from a lot of quarterbacks nowadays. And, I mean, the media is not going to cover it hugely, but that – is a really good quality in a franchise quarterback that you want. Someone that likes playing with the team, that has a lot of passion for the game and the team. I think this is a really good sign, a really good show of character of James Winston getting more mature and turning to be a great quarterback on and off the field. Yeah, I think like this team wouldn't be the team it is today. Let's say Mike Glennon developed. It still wouldn't <laughs> be the team. <laughs> Mike Glennon, it still wouldn't be the team that it is now because of the leadership. I don't think this team's very talented. The receiving core's not very talented. There was a year, there was a week that Peyton Barber was the starting running back. And I like Peyton Barber. He's a nice guy, but he's just not a starting caliber running back in the NFL. And I think what kept the team afloat was Jameis. I think he was the guy that 
on the sinking ship stayed on there. And I believe there was a game where the Bucks were getting blown out. It was either against the Cardinals or the Broncos. And he stayed in. He wanted to stay in. Didn't want Glennon going out there. Yeah, that was the Cardinals game. He, he wanted to stay in for the whole game. I thought that was also another just time that you see a good show of character. Just kind of a player, you know. He wants to stay out there with his team. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to leave his team when they're doing bad. You can tell that he's. It seems like he's really in it for the Bucks for the long haul. And I mean, that's great to great to see and great to hear. Because can you imagine Mike Evans and Jameis Winston three to four years from now? It's already insane. Can you imagine that connection after have even more time? Yeah, Evans is already a top five receiver in my book, easily. And if Jameis can progress, he could progress that deep ball, they're going to be hard to cover. There's not going to be many corners and secondaries that can cover that duo. And Yeah, that makes some really big mismatches for defenses. Yeah, and just like the passion he shows for the game is amazing. We could do a whole podcast just like praising Jameis. <laughs> the Jameis, the famous Jameis podcast. Because let's be real, the Bucks have never had a QB like this. Like, there was no. that time with Josh Freeman, I'm sure. Well, I mean, Brad Johnson. I don't... Am yeah. I right? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm not Fred right. Johnson was never the guy. He was just a Brad guy. Johnson's just a guy. Yeah. He's a guy. He's not the guy. He's not the guy that's going to win you games, but he won, he won enough for that defense to carry him. Alrighty. Well, with that, we'll move on to our next section. It's the Buck of the Week. And Ty, I'll let you go for it first. So my buck of the week, um, it might be yours too, but I kind of have some co-buck of the weeks, and I got to throw one out there for Cecil Shorts. He balled out on a few big plays when they needed him to, and Chris Conte. Chris Conte. Yeah, yeah that, that, was, that was my My number one guy was Chris Conte, especially two weeks in a row. Like what he did last week, he got a pick six, and this week another pick in the end zone. That was huge. That was the they, that was the only touchdown they scored was off that interception. Yeah, and let's say he didn't get that interception, they still stopped him. They would have still got a field goal. The Bucks only won by two points. A field goal there would have won them the game. Yeah, you can make a really big argument and to say that that could even be the play of the game or the game changing play. That's a fourteen point swing or a ten point swing. It it was huge. It was. An amazing play, and the run back, when I saw him pick that, I was yeah. just, I remember just yelling, kneel, 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 because I thought he was just going to run about 12 yards, try to do a weird thing, and get tackled. But he yeah. took it a good 30, 35 He yards. took it 53 yards. 53. It was wow. a 53 yard return. I, I didn't, like, yeah, I, I, I was watching back the play, and maybe he's just the fastest man alive. But... He's the fastest man alive. 53 turn yards, yeah. <laughs> I feel like he did 53 in a 4-2 flat. Yeah, he had wheels on that play. He wanted to take it all the way. If he would have taken that, that would have been insane. I, I feel all like right. at that point, it's gold jacket time. But It's gold jacket time. We got to talk about the NFL player of the week. And we're disqualifying yes, we bucks from this list. Yeah. Uh, even if there's a buck up here, we won't give it to him because buck of the week, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So who's your NFL player of the week? My NFL player of the week is a guy that you probably 
or most people wouldn't have heard of before this week. I'm giving it to Rob Kelly, the Washington running back who rushed for three touchdowns and 137 yards. He was balling out in that game. He he did. He really did ball out. And it's interesting that you did Robert Kelly because and I'm sure a lot of people don't know who Robert Kelly is. It, unless you're like an NFL enthusiast or a fantasy football player, you probably don't have a Robert Kelly jersey. And <laughs> the person I went with is also a Washington Redskin. I went with Kirk Cousins. And Kirk Cousins has really impressed me. I thought I feel like I do this every single year or like every few weeks or something like that where I'm just like, ah, Kirk Cousins. Eh. Kirk Cousins. And then he'll have these days that I'm just like, Kirk Cousins, am I right? He just, he'll just light up teams for no reason. And I don't understand it. I don't get it. The Buccaneers were on a, the wrong end of that one week. The U Yes, like they game. were. Yeah. You know, I'm not a big Kirk Cousins fan just because I don't like him. But <laughs> I will say that he did, he was delivering the dots in that game. And, I mean, I did start him and Jamison Crowder in my fantasy team, so <laughs> I'm not too upset. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, I think I, something we have to talk about, though, I didn't have this written down, but we're kind of ahead of schedule anyways, is Aaron Rodgers in the Packers. Mike McCarthy's got to get fired. You have yeah, all this you got to think of this. You have all this talent. Everyone wants to play for Green Bay, and... I know it's not the biggest market and it's not the nicest place to live, but everyone likes that culture. And yeah, and the the team being owned by the city and stuff and just kind of all the backstory the Green Bay Packers have. They're a good franchise. People like to play for that team. And you just look at the weapons they have. And if they can't make something out of it, really, that's got to be the coach. Can you not find a better running back than your receiver? <laughs> like, I know he's good. I know he's had a few good plays stuff like that but you really need that power back especially in that offense you can't expect and i'm not an aaron Rodgers apologist i'm actually an anti-aaron Rodgers apologist because i feel like he gets a little too many breaks but when you don't put anything around the dude other than receivers and the defense knows you're gonna throw it all the time how do you expect to win games and the play calling has been awful their defense has talent and has been awful. Their team just seems so one-dimensional at this point. They're not even – they're not making anybody – they're not fooling anybody. It's just people know what they're doing. They know what they're going to do, and they're just exploiting it. It's – yeah, it's ridiculous. I, I find it amazing that he has a job, and he will have a job this year. He won't get fired. He's had too many winning seasons, and I remember – remember reading something about how when they asked about his coaching decisions he just brought up his winning record and i think that's the worst thing that you could do as a head coach no one cares what you did in the past it's what have you done for me lately and what has he done he ain't done nothing i don't think it's 100 percent aaron Rodgers fault that they're they keep losing playoff games their defense is getting dotted up <laughs> like what is happening to their defense as well? Like these last couple of games, Marcus Mariota and Kirk Cousins have just had a field day on this defense. Also, I, I do want to talk about that because there was this video on 
they presented four QBs, Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz, Marcus Mariota, and our boy Jameis Winston. And they basically asked, who would you like to build around? And the consensus pick was Dak. Obviously, he's in Dallas. He's got a fancy 9-1 record. But has anyone really seen Dak by himself take over a game like we've seen Jameis take over a game by himself? I've seen Mariota have spurts. I've seen Wentz be the sole part of that offense. But it seems like Dak is always number two in that offense. And I don't know if I'd want to build around a QB that I haven't seen be the number one guy in the offense. Yeah, he's just, I mean, a lot of quarterbacks could be successful with that team. Let's let's be real, especially that offense, that offensive line. You put a competent quarterback behind that offensive line and he'll be great. Yeah, for sure. And they were so bad last year because they didn't have a competent quarterback because they were going to guys yeah. like Kellen Moore and Brandon Whedon. So I feel like you have to give it to a guy like Winston or Mariota because I haven't seen enough from Wentz and we've seen Winston Mariota for a year and over a half now and we've seen them with some really crappy teams they've both gone out there with crappy teams and they've found a way to win games yeah that that's you know now let's just say that that that's a really good point finding a way to win games in games they shouldn't win or games they're not expected to win and just or just having to play from behind having to play as being the underdog not being the best team that's where you see how good a quarterback can really be as a leader as a playmaker as a clutch performer and i'm not saying dak has showed that he would choke that or he couldn't do that it's just he hasn't really had to do that all that much He's had great players around him, great line around him. Zeke is having a great year, of course, behind that offensive line. He's a great running back, and with that offensive line, it makes him a huge threat. And really, just the Cowboys with that influx of all the young, the, those two young guys. I mean, it's it's worked really well this year. But yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how Dak and that young team can perform in the playoffs, see if they can make it to a Super Bowl and challenge Tom Brady. (laughs) Yeah, and it's looking like the NFL is going to go through Tom Brady, at least the AFC. And it's also going to be interesting to see if the Raiders can, as they are on top of the AFC right now. Yeah, what a big surprise is that, that the Raiders just came out this year and are playing the way they're playing. Yeah, it it was really incredible the way they were able to just come out of nowhere, and we knew they were going to be good, but I saw them as more of a a 9-7 team, wild card, rather than what they're doing right now, which what they're doing right now is looking like a 12-4 team who's going to have a first-round bye, which is just incredible. Hat goes off to Jack Del Rio. He deserves everything he's ever gotten. I, I love his smart <laughs> remarks on Twitter. Black Jack Del Rio. I love it. Yeah, and hats off to Jack Del Rio and the play calling. Great play calling. And to, of course, Derek Carr. And with this, we can kind of move into our MVP picks. But Derek Carr, I mean, everyone's talking about him possibly being the front runner for the MVP 
people are on Derek Carr's bandwagon right now. And do you think that that is a safe place to be? Is this just because he's having a, a great year? It's just a great team? It, or is he their franchise quarterback from now on? He's, is he their guy? I think 100% he's their guy. I think there's no question about that. And I think that he's a type of franchise QB that they have for the next nine years locked up. I would be getting on that contract ex- extension immediately. He's yeah, the guy. I have to agree with you. 100% the guy. But if we're talking about our MVP picks, uh, we're going to do one safe and one bold MVP pick. The bold one will probably be controversial. But uh, my safe pick's obviously Tom Brady. I think of course. I mean, that's, he's been yeah. so accurate. He's been so good. We don't need to talk about Brady. You can go to anywhere on the internet, get people talking about Brady. Is <laughs> <laughs> that your safe pick as well? I mean, yeah. I have to go with the safe pick is Tom Brady. Just because he's going to be Tom Brady, and he's going to do Tom Brady things. And he's going to miss four games of the season, and he'll still be the MVP. And he's just know. hes playing the best quarterback play anyone's ever played. Let's yeah. just be real. hes He is the best quarterback of all time, and he's playing like it. And I think he's going to get another ring this year. Uh, yeah, I think that at the end of this year, Roger Goodell is probably going to be holding, going to be up there with him, and it's going to be pretty awkward. I'm not going to lie. That's going to be Roger Goodell have to hand Brady the trophy. That's going to be great. It's going to be great. You know how much he's going to love doing that. <laughs> but, uh, All right. So what is your bold prediction for the MVP? Now, Who do you think I'm on this. I'm on this bandwagon. I'm on this team's bandwagon. And I am ready for this city to win a Super Bowl. And that's Matthew Stafford. He has been the come from behind... It's Mr. Steal Your Lead in the fourth quarter. He's got ice in his veins, and he's going to win the game. Wow, that that that's a pretty good, bold prediction. Uh, I like it. Matthew Stafford, he has been playing some good football. so His best football see. is when Megatron leaves, which is just crazy. Yeah, really weird to think about. I, think I don't know, maybe he was trying close. to feed him too much? I don't know. Maybe he was just becoming one-dimensional and only wanting to throw to Calvin. But I'm okay with it because I got Gold Tate on my team. <laughs> uh, let's not get too into fantasy here. <laughs> all right, all we right. can talk another 30 minutes. Man, my my bold prediction. You know, this, this one is pretty hard because who do you really go with? Man, bold prediction... <laughs> You could always go with a guy like Zeke or Dak. I know they're getting I feel like that's not a bold them. prediction, though. I feel like a lot of people think they're going to win. How many people realistically think they're going to win, though? I okay, My bold prediction is Matt Ryan, okay? I don't think he's going to win it. Oh, he said Matt like Ryan. I don't like Matt Ryan. He said Matt Ryan. We're not allowed to say that. I hate Matt Ryan, I know, but... <laughs> Uh, if I have to look at another quarterback that's not Derek Carr, that's not uh, Matthew Stafford, that's not Tom Brady, and it's a bold prediction, I, uh, I'll i take Matt Ryan on the long shot. I'll take him on the bold <laughs> prediction. He was the favorite, but it seems like he's dropped off a bit. We'll see if he can close the season off as well as he, he started. Yeah. So yeah. now we're going to talk about the predictions 
for this upcoming Seahawks game. And just give me an impulse prediction, what you think. My impulse prediction is 17, 14 bucks. And I know, I know, I'll give you my, my real, my football, what my football head says, but my heart is telling me the Bucks are going to win this by three in a low scoring affair. I mean, you can really see that happen. If you look at that's not too much of a crazy prediction. After what they, after how the the game they played against the uh, the Chiefs last week at home, and just just so you know, Chiefs were on a ten game home win streak and a five game win streak, and the Bucks snapped that. So that's pretty impressive. That's 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 pretty impressive and cool to look at and say, hey, yeah, we we ended that streak, you know. So I think that'll give them some confidence. This road win, the game is at home which should be a good thing, but I don't know if it is because they can't win at home. But hopefully after after that away game, maybe they got some confidence, they want to come home, and they think they can play a, a similar game to the Seahawks. I, and I, I, think think, they I think you have to attack these teams the same way. I think the game plan has to be very similar. Both of them have really good defenses. The Chiefs have the better pass rush, better run defense. I think the Seahawks normally have the better secondary but if earl thomas and shed are both out i think that defense could be exposed by a gun slinging jet flying james <laughs> yeah i i agree with you especially if earl thomas and sheet are out winston could probably put up some pretty big numbers against them mike evans had a respectable game last week had over 100 receiving yards he didn't do anything huge but he still put up a great week, and if Earl Thomas and Sheet are out, you could see him ball up on Richard Sherman. He ain't Michael Crabtree. He's not a sorry <laughs> receiver. And No, no, love for Michael Crabtree. He's a beast. But I think, yeah, like you said, the Chiefs and the Seahawks are very similar teams, and hopefully the Bucks can pull out another, another win. The biggest factor is which Russell Wilson will we see? Yeah. Are we going to see the Russell Wilson doing Russell Wilson things, Russell Wilson? <laughs> or are Russell we going to see the, I don't even know. Russell what, what is the not Russell doing Russell Wilson <laughs> The bad Russell Wilson. And I miss old Russell Wilson. My realistic pick, and I know I should never pick against the Bucks because I hope I'm wrong about this, but my realistic pick is 24-14, the Seahawks. They just have been playing really well. And yeah, I they think... picked it up a lot since the beginning of the season. Yeah. Th- this isn't At the, the beginning Seahawks of the season, team. they couldn't score a touchdown. Yeah, this isn't the Seahawks team that almost lost to the Dolphins, which the Dolphins are actually on a five-game winning streak, quietly. Uh, but I think the Seahawks are the favorite in this team, and I think this could be a major upset. And if the Bucks win and the Falcons lose, I think that might put the Bucks at number one in the division. I'm not sure. It's either number one or tied for number one. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure because I know they split their head-to-head games and their division record is the same. Yeah. Or, or maybe the Bucks have one less win. But they have the, they're both like something in one in their division. So they're yeah. really close. And by the way the Bucks played last week, if they can continue that momentum and continue that kind of, that kind of play – we can see them watching them down the stretch in later, these later games and trying to compete for some playoff contention. I think playoff... Which, even trying to compete for con- playoff contention is 
God, as a Buccaneer fan, that's great to hear. <laughs> Just like the fact that you're in the race. There was that yeah. moment in time last year that they were in the race, but... And then the glue. <laughs> and then Quan got hurt. They dropped those last four games. Not hurt, suspended um, to an energy drink, uh, apparently. And Lovey Smith got fired because it was of just that. energy drink. And so, then Rip Love. Rip Lovey. Yeah, Rip Lovey. Like, dang. Surprise. I was pretty sad when he first got when he first got fired, but I like Coders, so I'm just glad they didn't bring a new head coach in. Yeah, that's not what Winston needed. He didn't need a bunch of coaches. Yeah, coming in. and Moving I think that's... the offensive coordinator that made a lot of sense. And how about last week? The a couple weeks before. Dirk Coder had some really bad end of the game uh, clock management, time management, but the end of that Chiefs game, he was making the right play calls and he was using his timeouts well. He played the clock really well, and I think uh, that that punt, that last punt, actually forcing him to return that, that was that ended up to be a great decision because it took 11 or 12 seconds off the clock. Yeah, that really put them into the casket or whatever you want to say it ended the game for them that kick return forcing them to do that there was yeah, nothing cause then they were they had resulted to only doing a hail mary mm. they didn't have time to take a couple shots well, and timeouts. it was actually a they didn't have any recovery, timeouts fumble recovery by gerald mccoy so shout out to him for that end of the game fumble recovery yes yeah the end of the game fumble recovery <laughs> so play. yeah we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up it's been about 30 minutes um thank you for listening if we sounded like we were stumbling over our words, this is the first one of these that we've ever done. And I hope they get better as we go on. Hope the format improves, audio quality improves. Everything will just be improving. I hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you guys next time. Who you with, dog? With the Bucks, dog. You sure you with the skins? All the way, Raymond James, dog. Chatwons, man, you crazy. Dolphins? Buccaneers, dog. Cowboys? I'm talking about the Bucks. Yo, welcome to Tampa, home of the Raymond James. Where the Bucks put it down and they bring the pain. Man, you hit them cannon shooting. All the fans rooting. You rookies are child's play. Now that we got John Gruden, every game off the chain. Now that Chuck's in here. And you gon' walk the plank if you ain't a Buccaneer. What's up in here? We got the other team fans needed. Cause I need put the offense out for the season. Tap Brooks, John Legend, all three Johnson, Simeon, Sean King, y'all don't want problems, McCardell, Grammatica, who you gonna get, man, a start, Mike, All-Star, and my boy Pittman, everybody's chatting, cheering, and bragging about the new Bucks who play like all Madden on your back, and is what we putting, y'all, get your beer and your grills, it's time for football, welcome to the field where the Bucks play, at the Raymond James down in Tampa Bay, John Gruden got the team off the chain this year, cause the Glazers want a Super Bowl ring this year, Yo, welcome to the field, where the Bucks play at the Raymond James down in Tampa Bay. John Gruden got the team off the chain this year. Cause the Glazers want a Super Bowl reign this year. Yo, Jit, who you with, dawg? Who with the Bucks? Who with the Bucks, dawg? You ain't with checking them, dawg. Tip of the I'm shit. Checking them, dawg. Ken is going up. Represent that. Represent that. I'm a Buccaneer fan and I'ma stay with them. On top of the ship in Tampa Bay with them. Other teams forfeit, scared to play with them. Ain't no losing in the Raymond James Stadium. We made chickens out of Falcons, Cubs out of Bears, kittens out of Lions, true ball players. Dudley, Walker, Barbara, McFarlane, Dexter, Jackson, Buccaneers, Ballin', after Brett, Falvin. All quarterbacks, 
We damage other team, Kiffin taught them that. Buckin' nails back, breaking teams like dishes. What you know about Stucker and Gerald Vicious? Jones, Kelly, can't let you leave. Without seeing the games from the BUCs. Deals are suited up, ready to go shine. Lights, camera, action, Bucks, it's showtime. Our offense tough, our defense rough. Go Bucks, go Bucks. Ain't no other team stopping us. Go Bucks, go Bucks. In the Raymond James, we do our thing. Every time we slow them cannons bang. If you want to see a game, go Bucks, go Bucks. Yeah, this peanut, we ought to make you walk the plank. Gonna get all these weak tickets way up here. We can't even see the Bucks. I don't even know who they